Certified, qualified West Side host Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner. Going American Indian Southern Californian elegant Yeah Barbarian Come on Come on Yeah I say come on Big Left what you got for me Come on Big Left What do you got Come on What are you what did you say, Left? What did you say? What did you say to me, boy? What did you say? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Westside. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. Hey man, how old were you when you, dude, when you were listening to dude, that? Dude, that's my youth right there. Is it? Yeah, that's my youth. You're you're tapping into like, that's what it felt like to be fucking. That feels like know. summer, Southern California. Dude, that is so fucking like that's fucking on some like seventies, <sighs> seventy nine. You know, feels yeah. like seventy nine. I'm like fucking, you know, you know, twelve. About to be 13, you know, type uh, yeah. skateboard. That's what that feels like. Holt Avenue in West LA, Pico Holt area. Fucking GT skateboards. Fucking, yeah, man. Uh, playing spin the bottle, lighting off fireworks, fucking getting into trouble, you know, making out with chicks, experimenting with weed, like, yeah. listening to fucking uh, rock and roll and. Going to the beach and man, dude, like the best of my youth. When I hear that music, is like, ah, oh, man, it was, it was the, it was the such a great time, man. I loved growing up when I grew up. I loved it. Yeah, there was hard shit going on, but you know, I loved it, man. Everything I draw off of and inspiration for so much colors, designs, like in apparel and fabrications but all of it so much of it is drawn from when i was like 12 13 10 11 12 like in southern california the gradient colors these surf skate themes um like truly southern california being carved out the southern california that we all know um you know uh, what was being pitched to the world, that whole thing, how it was really unfolding here. Damn, man. That's the best, bro. Man. Best. I mean, it was that... all new. Everything was new. Everything we were doing in California was new. Right. It wasn't nostalgic. No, it was new. You know, we were cutting everything people were trying. It's always kind of been that way, if you think about it. 
it's always like the new is coming out out here and like even look at it now this huge culture with cannabis and fashion and everything is like that's all bubbling from right here like that's a product of streetwear and cannabis these are two things that are from cali you get what i'm saying yeah north and south yeah well you know just like we were talking earlier <clears throat> i mean a lot of new shit did come out of california and that's been going on for over a hundred years very honest the weed game i don't care where you're at in the world northern california is where it was all figured out at. you aware of that all figured out in northern california They've been on this shit forever. Right. So when it comes to cannabis and really who's going to always dictate, it's going to be where it started from. People know, and that's California. Streetwear and a lot of wear, like what drives fashion and has been for the last 15, 20 years is Southern California. Cali fashion. So you start taking those two elements and mixing them together and you've got this new... Thing. Well, back then, there was a lot of new things like that. They were establishing skate companies. For the first time, skateboards turned into brands. Surfboard companies started making apparel. Right. And they started pitching this whole Southern California lifestyle. A lot of people jumped on board. The The concept of the lifestyle brand, right? Whole lifestyle, exactly. That all comes from right here. That right, Southern California lifestyle, that laid back lifestyle, that beach or ocean, that, that comes from here. It's, it's like city life comes from New York. Well, so the point of the matter is, though, that like in California, like <clears throat> in the gold rush, right? Levi Strauss, mm, okay? Mm. Levi Strauss, Wells Fargo. Oh, man. Right? Armor Meatpacking Company. And then you think about it, all those things are California-started companies. And they went on to do other things. Like Levi Strauss, I was reading, was, you know, that guy was making canvas tents for the miners that came out on the gold rush. Really? Yeah. And then uh, the pants of the miners, it it was already a flooded market or something. He was not, Levi Strauss was not able to make any money selling these tents because I guess there was already somebody set up. So then... You know, he looked around and he saw that the miners were putting nuggets of gold in their pocket and rocks and shit like that. And the pants that they had were wearing thin and ripping out and they were losing the nuggets. So he took the, the, the canvas, the blue jeans, that's where it comes from, the mm-hmm. denim, mm-hmm. and he made pants out of it with metal rivets. And that's how Levi jeans mm-hmm. got started, which eventually took over the entire world. And now Absolutely. is right. That comes from the gold. Rivet. Same thing with Wells Fargo. Same thing with Studebaker. Mm, are you able to look and see what 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 um, Levi's does a year in business? What their revenue is? You know what? I can, but I think what I'm thinking of is like we'll just do another show called The Gold Rush. Okay, and let's get real deep in it. There's some nasty stories, bro. Placerville. I mean, some deep nasty skullduggery stories. Give me one. I, I'm not even. I'll just tell you this: there was a Chinese war that was fought in California back in the 1800s, like a serious Chinese war that all, was fought. all behind the railroads and everything. Gold and servicing the people who were digging for gold, which means railroads. Listen, let me tell you something. Or like everything, dude. There was before the 49ers. There's a group of people called the 48ers. 
Really? Oh, dude. There's so much weird, interesting shit about this gold shit. And it got around the There was no I inter- would imagine it would, bro. There's no internet. So you got clipper ships, like 90 clipper ships from around the world racing to uh, Sutter's Fort, you know, where, that, where they found that. And when they found that, they did find, and it's legit. They found what some. What did they find that set off a gold rush, Chumon? Big ass fucking gold nuggets, bro. And I'm talking like, like chicken egg sized gold nuggets, like in the water. In the water? <laughs> yeah, just rushing down the fucking rivers that coming out of these mountains. Who were the fir- the first guys that stumbled upon this? They had to have come up then, right? Yeah, we should save this because there's probably about like ten good stories about guys that like found it, then got clonked on the head and died and disappeared, and somebody else got the clam. Okay. Whole cities that got clammed by miners and they started tearing up the roads. Uh, dude, there, uh, and some of the methods. You know that. You know the crazy gold miner. You know that that character. You know he's got the beard and the flat hat, and he's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, the gold. That comes from one of the things that they used to do to try to get to the gold was burn mercury. They would take. I can't remember what it was. I will get into it, but they would burn mercury. Mercury gas is noxious, and it will poison your brain and make you crazy. Really? And so there was a lot of old-time miners that were up in the hills that were doing that gas and getting crazy. Okay. And they would, like, come down, and they'd be out of their fucking gold. put a little bit of hooch on top of that, and they're real crazy. And then you add a bunch of fucking gold. And we're talking, like, I think somewhere of, at the time, like $250 million, which in those days was a ton of money, was coming out of the ground. That's crazy. Think about that. Think about that, my good man. Um, but speaking of gold rush, speaking of old times, I saw on Instagram a picture of about like 13, 15 dudes. A little bit of gray in the hair now, a little older, a little wiser. Mm-hmm. Standing in front of a restaurant called The Smokehouse. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell oh, no. Yeah. Right in the middle was a dude. Mm. Named Steve Lucky Luciano. Yes, what, indeed there was. What, what was that? What is that? What's going well, on there? Old Steve Lucky Luciano celebrated a birthday this week. Yeah, when yeah. was the exact date? June 29th. June. I'm a cancer. A cancer. You uh-huh. know, they say cancer and Taurus get along. We do. We do. Yeah. That's funny. And uh, I was reflecting. First off, what I will say is. Shout out to my kids, man. Like, I got a phone call and text message from both of my kids, you know, on my birthday. And that, you know, I, you know, th- those things. And that's, I think that's the, the second year that's been real consistent. There was always different things where, you know, my son was in treatment or. My daughter wasn't talking to me, or just so that was something on birthday that really meant a lot. And saw this great quote, bro, and I and I ended up posting this quote, man, and it really speaks in volume to uh, what the what my birthday kind of means to me today. Yeah, what does it mean to you? 
And it's a quote from David Bowie. My sister sent it to me, and I actually ended up posting it the day. It says, aging is an extraordinary process where you become the person you always should have been. And for me, that is what, I, that is what it feels like these days. That's what my life feels like these days. Like I am much closer and becoming the person I think I was designed to be. The person that Stephen maybe always was, and getting back to that, which is, um, well, I just I I feel like that. I feel like this journey has gotten me closer to who I really am, um, and I feel like today I operate primarily with who I am, and I don't. Um, it doesn't take work or effort for me to be anything but who I am, and I feel like there's been a lot of work in getting there. Um, and uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if that makes sense. It, I mean, it makes sense, but I mean, there's a lot, lot of ground to cover. But the, the the issue here is, you know, why does it take growing older to become what you already are? Like, why why does it take that? And, and why does it take some people so much older? You know, right? Um, I don't. Well, it's dude. like that old thing, dude. You don't know what you have until it's gone. You don't. You can't get it unless you go through it. Like you, you, when you talk to somebody about their mom passing, and I'm not. I'm not. Maybe that's. I could find something better than that. Go ahead. But to use, but I'm saying that to say that you can never really explain how that feels to somebody who hasn't lost their mom until right. they lose their mom. Right, you know, but it's, that's it's one that's one of those things where you just got to kind of go through it to get to to figure it out. That saying though is interesting because some people had a lot of success early on, and then as they grow older, their success dissipates, and yeah, like absolutely. and that might have been who they really were. Like you know, like Elvis, right? Who was he when he was born? Who was he really? Was like he that Michael guy? Jackson. Were were they those dudes that you right. saw in the eighties or whatever fifties for Elvis, or were they really those guys you saw at the end? And then, right, I think that's there. You go. Is that who they really were? I don't know, buddy. I think so. I think so. Well, I wouldn't argue with. I you. mean, you know, that's how can you like you know that dude that's always talking about you know that great year of football he had in high school. Yeah. Yeah, glory sure, days. Sure, the glory days. Really Meanwhile, well. he's, you know, fucking rocking a cubicle right now and about an extra 40 pounds around the midsection and, you know, looking forward to his next chili con carne and, you know, trying to figure out how many Dodger dogs he can wedge down his gullet, you know, all that kind of bullshit. But he's yeah. talking about when he was real fit. Oh, man, back in those days. What was it? Oh, it was living fourth it. down. We were down by six. Right. You heard the story a million times. That's a different journey than a guy that's refining himself continually, even in, you know, as he gets a little bit older, doesn't think he has all the answers at 40, doesn't think he has all the answers at 50s, is working more and more towards getting clearer and clearer on who that person is. That's a completely different mindset, bro. I am. I am cutting out and constantly moving towards the life that I want to live. Are you surprised that you are still fucking alive? Yes. In many ways, I didn't prepare for all this. And I don't say it like, oh, I thought I was going to die. No. 
It's not that type of not prepared. I, I completely missed it. I wasn't even think that I'd be dealing with any of this. Right. Does that make sense? Give me an example of something you're dealing with now that you, like it wasn't even on the menu when you were thinking about the future because you didn't think you'd, I mean, I guess I don't have to deal with this. What's one of, what's one of those things where you're like, fuck, I had no idea. Like where we're on the, we're on like, uh, you'll see on different places you'll go, they'll be like, oh, it's a discount for the 55 year old. And I'm almost <laughs> getting to those numbers. And I'm like, man, that almost applies to me now. <laughs> Senior citizen shit. Like, okay, that's one. <laughs> Feeling like, like you're fucking 90. Like, I woke up for a long time able to, like, just jump up. <laughs> so, really, the last couple of years, feeling it. Those, shit like that. The injuries that have happened and the injuries I kind of walking around with. Yeah. I didn't expect all those. Yeah. I heard about them. And, and now here I am. Um, the old dog barks without getting up. Yeah, I remember yeah, when he was yeah, a pup. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there's a lot of that stuff. So things like that, and then I don't know, man. I think of the whole grandfather thing. Is yeah, trip too. You know, as I, but there's also a side of it that fits. It's so perfectly on time. Sure. Like I, I just want to wear it of the the grandfather thing. Like I really. I enjoy it. I like to think of myself as a grandfather. I like hearing it and being called. I said, hey, man, you know, your grandfather. Yeah, dude. You My ever grandson run in, calls me Papa. Do you ever run into some of those, like, certain, there's certain individuals that they won't allow their grandchildren to refer to them as a grandfather or grandma. Oh, dude, my, no, my mom, did, like, was almost not like that, but, like, she, she, you could tell how she get uncomfortable as soon as you say grandpa, or they get uncomfortable with with me saying my real age. Think about that, right? It's some fucking what stupid is that? way out, lame shit. And my mom was, she, she that that's how she was about that stuff. I have yeah, like relatives that are like like seventy, and they're still yeah. tripping about getting older. And I'm like, yo, you're seventy. Yeah, and you can't say their age or ask them their I'm age. I'm like, what do you like, mean? That's you're getting old. You're seventy. You are old. You're old, you're old already. Yeah. Old to hit you about ten years yeah. ago. You're ass old. Right. You ain't young. Who are you fooling? Yeah. Like you who should you? be? You should be thanking God every day that you wake up. <laughs> You're on borrowed time, bitch. You are at this stage. <laughs> I I was thinking about it, Chumahan. Yeah. If I really got to get honest yeah. about what I put my body through, if I really have to be honest about it, yeah. then I would have to take an aim at saying somewhere around, I've probably put 20 more years on top of my heart than it needed, along with other things. Maybe right. Maybe 20 more years of heartbeats, I'm saying. And right. That, right. Wearing time. Double So let's time. just say, <laughs> I believe the type of damage I did and the type of, was about, I'd say I'd put 20 years on it. Now, we can also say I probably saved 10 years roughly off my life in prison because I didn't actively use or beat up anything. I don't know. Well, okay. but I, I don't did. Know. I used, but it wasn't like to no, the No, no, no. But I don't know that that's saving. Is well, it saving? We're going to just do a little math here. Go ahead. So if there's 10 there, yeah. and maybe there was like, we can't start adding up this time I was sober or not, but okay. So 20, oh, okay. Okay. 20 would put me at I'm a 70, a little over 70, my early 70s right now. Right. If you were to calculate the actual wear and tear. 
Right. So if we had an, sometimes I feel like that an insurance an insurance adjuster come out right yes. right CarMax Blue Book Value and they started looking under the hood and started kicking the tires and be like all right well <laughs> yes you know the body panel looks great but actually no, you know what issues. that fan belt's real thin right like what, what yeah there you go okay all so right. I started so I just said that to myself I have to be honest so that's like. Because I've been looking at the smoking and thinking about the smoking and how can I bring the smoking down. But eating healthy and exercising and all these things are like now I it's it'd be really ridiculous for me to not be taking care of everything the best I can because I'm already kind of up there and I'm already kind of saying to myself, yeah, I'm fucking uh, I'm I remind myself that I'm grateful, man. When I wake up, I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful that I'm able to exercise and do shit. And then I'm just, I'm grateful, man, you know, but I definitely put my body through a lot. So those are some of the things, um, but I don't know why, but somebody said something to the effect of when there's more time in front of you than behind you, life starts to take on different meaning. You know, and I don't know why that's been resonating with me, but I look ahead of me and I look behind me, and there's definitely a much shorter amount of time ahead of me than behind me. Yeah. And so uh, lately, that, lately, what am I building and working on, and, and what kind of effort am I putting towards the things that I want to leave for my kids? You know, how much do I care about them? And, how much responsibility am I taking for bringing them into the world? I want to leave. So there's just a lot, dude. It's about what I'm doing with my time and how I'm spending my time. And it's the most valuable commodity is time for me and health, you know? So I think about you saying that because, like, dude, when you say that, oh, listen, man, you're talking about, like, you, your grandfather and your father and you, you, your work's not done. I don't know any parents' work's ever done, right? As no. long as their children are living and doing whatever, right? No. So you you probably I would think that you you think like you got a um a lot. You got a lot riding on your shoulders. I do and I've burned down a lot of opportunities. I've had to start over a lot of times and that's catching up and but but listen man, I know guys that are like my age and like going through a lot physically. Right. Right. And right. I'm like, I thank God because I couldn't afford. I can't afford that. I still, because of what I've done with my life. Right. I, I have to make things happen. Like there's an agenda. There's a timeline. Right. What I'm doing That's every what I'm day thinking. right now. Right. So when, so, so, so I'm thinking about the age of a lot of the guys that are around you. Mm hmm. And some of them are like that guy you almost choked out, right? He's like 20 or whatever he right, is, right? Okay. And I'm thinking like they're talking to you about shit, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, hey, man, you know, hey, you know, and, and I got to believe that a man with your experience and sort of what you got on his shoulders and the gratitude, you got to be like, well, at least I can fucking move. I mean, I got people my age that are fucking, you know, they can't even, they got to call someone to come pick them up, blah, blah, blah. And these guys are complaining around you. I got to imagine, bro, that there's like a whole system in your head of processing like nudnik, young nudnik bullshit around you because you are looking at a completely different set of values and things you got to accomplish. Sure. 
Absolutely. There's but people you... playing games, and then there's <laughs> adult men doing things. That's what the difference is. Are you talking to me about some some shit? I'm like, that was the kind of shit I'm dealing with when I was like 16, 17. <laughs> really, honestly, like, you know? You know what, man? This is, this is, I would, and this is what kind of like gets me in a lot of trouble in certain ways mm-hmm. is like, for me, for whatever reason, I'd give anything to spend like, you know, 72 hours with you. Right, and just observe. I'm not in the thing. I'm just watching your face as, as you know, they're talking to you about some games, and you gotta kind of like, you can't respond r- the real way, right? Mm-hmm. You can't respond the real way, and you can't no 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 no. And so you know, you gotta kind of be polite to a point, but you gotta set a bound. Like I would give anything to watch that whole dance do because that I'd be watching a masterwork of contr- self control. This kid yesterday <laughs> tells me some stuff like we're talking. He's like, yeah. I'm working because I'm trying to gain my personal financial independence so that I don't have to ask my parents for money and stuff like that. And this guy's like 26, and I'm like, as you should. <laughs> I looked at him. I go, you're 26. Like, who else is supposed to be calling the shots in your life? Don't you, you should be making the final call and decision. On what happens to you at twenty? Who else would? Right. How are your parents deciding, dictating what happens? This is your life, dude. Like you're your own man. Like, and he's like, I know you're right. Like that's the same. But I'm like, how do we even get to this? Like, at at eighteen, I had to I had to get on, man. Like, I, I, I and I was running late. And I was bullshitting because I should have been out the door at seventeen, but it was like it was the end of eight, the end of eighteen, just as uh like maybe a couple months before I was turning nineteen. And I had I was ready to go, man. As soon as I had a, a, just enough cash locked down to move out, yeah, I was out of there, bro. Like, yeah, I but I would by my own rules. Like, how can I? Have where a- Where do you think is going wrong, though? In the sense that this guy and it's a lot of kids, a lot like of this. people like this, bro. 26, 30, 36, right? Still having to factor in what their parents think because they're on the dole. They're on the dole. I know more kids that are not prepared for the world, not set up to to engage or do any, that come from very, let me just put this, maybe families that have wealth and a lot of opportunity. Right. In front of them. Right. I see more fucked up kids coming out of those households in my world. Yeah. Ill-equipped to deal with life. Right. Than I do people coming from rough, challenged, lower income, poverty-stricken issues and coming from low economics. I see those people that have come through that and are adult people walking around today. Yeah. I see less people being unable to get into the stream of life and figure it out from that world. So what does that what does that tell you? I mean it tells what I'm telling you makes sense. I mean, I'm not, I'm No, you're right. not. I think it's 100% right on. You know, used to be the concept was that the, somebody who had a rougher upbringing didn't have all the opportunities. It used to be the idea was is they didn't have access to education, they got stuck there. 
right? And then all these rich kids, right? They had uh, uh, or scholarship people. They all got to go to the universities. Now they got a big job. They got a big payment. They got a big fat gig. Right. 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 And now it's like kind of like the inverse. Now it's upside down. Now it's like all those kids that had as much schooling as you could shake a stick at. It's like some business carnival barker guy was like, listen, you know, probably like 30 years ago, somebody, okay, like a Donald Trump type guy was like, we got to figure out how to make a lot of extra dough and I fucking think I hit the mother load. And they're like, what, what, what is it? He said, we just got to expand school, double the price. And let everyone in, but whatever they graduate with, right? And give them whatever they want. Yeah, uh-huh. They might not be prepared for that. That's not our problem. Our problem is tuition, boy. Uh-huh. We'll get them in there. And that's what they did. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. There's not a single person that you talk to that's not like, education is the most important thing in the world. And that's true. But what we got now is a shit ton of Walmart education places that are happy to give you a degree. Dude, I had a guy. This kid was a... I mean, there wasn't... I don't think he had a bone in his body. He was just like a mass of gibbering flesh that just rolled and just squeezed into hard places and fit whatever it was. Okay? This kid was... And he had graduated with a master's from a UC... From a UC, Irvine. Mm. Okay? And this kid was like 24 or 26 with a, uh, the pieces of paper with that fucking bullshit golden seal. Ribbon on it. Oh! Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, his abuela, his abuela came to the graduation. That's my son. You know, yeah, pra, yeah, pra, yeah, pra. Yeah. great day. Right. But it's like a wedding. That's a great day. Now, guess what? There's a whole bunch of rest of the fucking time you got to figure out how to win. Like, you got the rub. This kid couldn't fucking lick a stamp. No. He, I'm serious. I ain't even joking. Couldn't fight himself out and fight his way out of a wet paper bag. Dude, he couldn't figure. The only thing he knew how to do was eat the free candy bars. He knew how to do that. Oh, I'd be like, what is this? There's like a dog in here eating, tearing apart a newspaper. Yeah, and they yeah. come out there and it would be this kid just ripping into fucking free candy bars. That's all he was good for? That's about all he was good for? Living at home. And I gave him chances too. And I would walk him through shit. And I would tell him, and I'd be like, man, what are you doing, bro? Like, what's going to happen to you? You know what I mean? You better not go anywhere. You're going to get turned out pretty soon, bro. You, I'm telling you right now, you ain't got nothing going on, and somebody's going to turn you out. Mm-hmm. You're either going to data entry, right, or you're just sitting at a chair, just hitting data. You know, they tell you what to do. Robot status. Yeah. So how, how long before you got rid of this guy? Uh, well, I let him intern, right? And probably about three months. And then when I when I when I told him like, "Yo, internship's over," get lost. He looked like he somebody slapped him. He thought he had a job on the line. Oh hell no! Because he's expected to graduate no matter how well he does. Because that's the system we got. Right, right. He just needs to show up. Right. If they show up enough, they just gotta 
I go right through. Just like high school. Got to do something with me. And they don't want to really deal with me, so they're just going to advance me because yeah. I just got to keep moving along the thing. I, 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 I still believe, Chumahan, that if you have a really good work. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Work ethic, a decent work ethic. I think you can... I think you've got half the battle won in success. I think you're halfway there. With For sure. Ethic. Because you, right, just a work ethic alone is going to remove more than half of the people out of your way. Right. Because they're all too lazy to even do that. Right. If you can just focus on outworking the people that are around you, you're, you, would, you would, just that in itself. Most people that you're looking at don't want to do, they just don't want to do it. They're Start not rolling up your sleeves and getting busy. They're going to back up and get scared and move out of the way. Right. They could do one day like that. They can't keep on showing up. They can't keep on showing up. Every, you know, it, it, I'm telling you, bro. And there's, and there's more and more soft asses being born every day. <sighs> That's because, and I'm telling you straight up, bro, that a lot of that shit's learned at home. I don't care who your parent the is. soft luck show, right? I don't care who your parent is. Like, you know, don't be complaining about your kids when, when they're just doing what you showed them. It it really, like, and that's a thing that I've learned to understand and really come to understand, man. Like, these kids are a product of what what they've been showing. Like, somebody's really dropping the ball. I'll tell you straight up, bro. Uh, like, my daughter, right? She eats... Frozen blueberries, mango, and whatever else. It's not because I put it on her. It's because mm-hmm. that's what Papa's eating in the morning, right. Right? right? She started out on like malto meal shit or whatever right. it is that kids yeah. eat. And then she wants to eat what I'm eating, and she's eating that. And then one day, we've been doing that now for six months, eating fruit and whatever. And I, I realized, like, you know all these parents that complain about their kids is just all they want is junk food? Right. Where the fuck you think they saw that? Because their fat-ass parents are eating junk food. That's how it is. If you were eating other things, the kids would eat. They go like... Or their parents throwing junk food at them just to shut them up. I've, now, maybe it's true. I could be wrong. But in my personal experience, I've never seen healthy eating parents throw junk food at their kids. I've just never seen that. I've never seen somebody... Who well, healthy, healthy, uh, what's healthy? Good question, but I'm just saying. I've uh, never seen anybody... You've never seen an overweight parent throw junk food at their kid? No, I've seen that. Okay. I'm saying I've never seen somebody that is conscious about what they eat uh-huh. throw junk food at their kids. Okay. 
Right? Like, I've seen parents, you know what I mean, try to get the kids to eat something healthy, but they don't actually eat the shit themselves. I've seen that. Right, right, right. Right? I've seen parents watching television a lot tell their kids to get off their cell phone. No, you're right. The pe- parents that give their kids, like, McDonald's and Jack and all that is because they eat, eat with them. They're yeah, with and you know what they do? Huh. They go, well, I, I, I eat it because that's what they want. Right, of course, yeah. Because that's what they want. Then they, then when the kid gets up, grows up, and, and threatens his own survival mm-hmm. through drugs and all this fucking around, forcing the parent between the option of, do I let my kid die out there on the street, maybe, and they learn it, or do I pay another 50 grand a year to keep them in that middle ground? Yeah, Those know. kids know that. That, that one kid, that, that one kid, I mean, that's, that's that kid's story right now, fucking... You know, trying to tell me, I don't know, I don't know, I'm trying, Mr. Chumahan, trauma. I hear you. Oh, I was man, like, bro. Dude, bro, is a push. <laughs> and I don't mind. You want to run a game and you got to figure it out where you're going to live and you got to figure it out who's going to cry. On somebody else, God damn it. Well, just don't make me ant- listen to it. Like, I got my own problems. God. I don't, I mean, listen, you're running a big con. I got my own problems. I don't give a fuck. You know what's bothering me? Yeah, what's bothering you? <laughs> scared people. People scared? are so fucking scared. Everyone's scared. Scared of everything. They're so scared. And scared to do something. Scared to say something. Scared. And scared of, like, people. And scared of places. And, and scared. Ooh, and scared. <laughs> I'm tired of all these motherfucking scared people, man. God damn, dude. Like... I don't. I, it seems like man, where where are all the courageous people? Where are like, I don't know, man. Like, no, it's true. Really scared. Yeah, you, you know what? You're right. I I get a lot of that. There's a lot of people that talk to me and they're like, I'm, scared. I'm like, it's like join the fucking club. Like a lot of people are scared. Guess guess what? You could get hit by lightning and explode into fire right now, motherfucker. We're all scared, but you still got to do shit. So shut the fuck up. Are people leaving Los Angeles because the people are crazy here? Man. They're crazy everywhere. Man. Where are, you fucking where are they I'm going? Gonna to Texas? Oh, I'm going to go to Miami where the building inspectors are like, yeah, that's a great condo. And then it just implodes and kills a bunch oh, of yeah, people? Well, I'm, I'm leaving. You know what? That That's bullshit. They're leaving Los Angeles because they're quitting. Something in the, Something else is going on, bro. Man, brother. They couldn't. They couldn't make it work, and they don't want to fight anymore. Right. I they're gonna that. blame the city. There you go. That's the it. city. I have to move back home to te- to Tennessee because of the city. Wow. Right. And it's like just admit it, dude. Come on, man. You ran out of heart. You lost faith. That's cool. It happens to a lot of people. They all live in Milwaukee. That's fine. Right. Suburbs of Dayton. That's fine. Right. You want to live in a bus? You want to live in that box? Go ahead. That's fine. Right? But I'm just saying, like, don't blame a city. Don't blame a The city doesn't even know you're here. city doesn't even know you're here, bro. They're not even... Nothing that you're complaining about is targeted at you. You're just making up excuses. Like, I got to get out of here. I can't live like this. Bullshit. Yeah. No, I deal with scared people all the time, bro. Scared? I know you do. Scared? You know? What are you talking about scared? Oh, I got social anxiety. What does that mean? Means that when I'm around people, I feel nervous. 
I go, guess what, motherfucker? A lot of us feel like that. You know what I mean? If you get to a point where you realize, I might always feel like that, but I still have to take a piss in a public restroom. Or I piss my pants. Those are the choices. Mm-hmm. Right? But to sit there and play with social anxiety and talk about it, it just makes it bigger. You know, and you breathe life into all these anxieties and you add to it. And, and, and Listen, look at any primitive people and look at like they're fucking got some kind of spiritual practice because they're trying to deal with the fact that the world is real unpredictable and fucked up in certain ways. Even the most natural setting, there could be a volcano that just br- erupts and you're gone. 100%. So they've developed all of these tools like, oh, okay, well... I'm going to be real respectful to this or I'm going to pray to that and I'm going to try to do that to deal with the fact that you're not in control. And we haven't been since the dawn of time. And we still are not in control right now. You don't know what's going on. Right. You don't know how long you're here for. Nope. You don't know when the shutoff comes. Right. It's inevitable. Right. I mean, you really know nothing. So you're like, if you don't get a grasp on that shit, that shit's going to drive you crazy. Right, and the only way to get a grasp on it is to, at least in my experience, is to, number one, you're just going to have to continue to move despite that fact. Like, you're not going to change the fact. We're not going to jump in. The only way you're going to is get in it. Right. And, like, you, you, it's not going to, you can't get started. Listen, you know what it is? A lot of people that I know are trying to, get the perfect perspective on this out of control thing that we have of life. Like as soon as I really understand that piece, then I can get started. Mm. Oh no. Right. Like, Oh, I just need to get the right spiritual concept. If I can just get the right spiritual concept, then I can get started right now. All these ones don't quite work. And the truth of the matter is, is there is no spiritual concept that's going to fix all that. Cause it's going to happen. There ain't nothing you can do about it. And nobody knows what's going to happen after. Nobody knows why we're here. Guess what? You still got to take a shit and eat. So let's go. You got to get started now. You got to get started now. You got to make a decision now. Man. I'm sorry, dude. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. I'm not putting nobody down. I don't. I'm not trying to have mediocre experience on in in my life. My experience here, for however it's worth, bro. I'm not trying to ha- have a half-ass experience with this thing called life. This one that I'm in right now. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to squeeze the the juice out of this thing, man. Right. I mean, for me, man. It's all a question of like Danny Marillo, huh? uh, Danny Marillo calling for the listeners. Danny. Um, let's see where are we at. Mm-hmm. I'll, te- I'll, te- I'll, te- I'll text you. It's off the 55. Uh, you want me to text you the address so you can click on it? I'll do it right now. All right. I got it. Right, huh? uh, oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's all right. Mm. Yeah, bro. <clears throat> you know what, man? What's it, the address here? Just say it to me real quick. Uh, it's 1800 East Gary 
Avenue. Suite 116. Gary Avenue. East Gary Avenue. Avenue. 116. 116. Oh, that's Santa Ana. Yeah. Mm, go on, Boom. What do we got? What do we have? No, man, I just. I don't think, man, I, you know. I don't know. Uh, going back to the, I can't, I, I can't, I don't really relate to people anymore. Mm, mm. I just don't. I, I The more that I come to grips with who I am and where I'm from, I realize, man, there's just no, there's no way I can relate to people anymore. Like, I can't. You come from something too different to relate to most people, huh? I, I sometimes I feel like like even when people try to relate to me like I've had Estevan talk to me about Indian shit you know, the, and it's like it's kind of like when someone dies that's close to you uh-huh. like your your parent or whatever and then people try to talk to you about it, it doesn't quite hit right. You're like that's, like what Zoe was talking about with his dad. Kind of, it's like you don't want to hear the truth about this situation. Like you 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 don't really want to understand what it's like and i was watching all these american indian comics and their perspective and how they just don't fit into the mold of like what people think even the most down people right a lot of times they think about a, an american indian as a certain way and they've got this sort of very solemn you know they don't think of them as funny people they don't think of them as you know, great ridiculers. They just think of them as like, oh, they're all solemn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and like real mm-hmm, serious, mm-hmm. you know, like it's all. Yeah. And like you see all these different comics. But why? That, not by accident. Why is that? It's a way to, it's a way to, it's a way to dehumanize the American Indian. It's a way to dehumanize. You're taking the humanity out of them. And in the American system, they really want American Indians to seem more like a like a, a resource, like the land. Like they want the Indians to be some sort of pure natural product that's in the same thing as like a cedar tree or the the pure cool crystal lake because that's what the Western system sees as it's a resource to exploit. And so if they look at humans as non-human but more like you know, somehow closer to nature, then the Indians become more like something that can be exploited. And they also don't have to feel as bad about exploiting them in the same way they don't feel that bad about killing off all the fish or destroying an oil field. You know, progress requires us to go in and destroy some shit. We got to break a few eggs to make this omelet. And the Indians are part of the eggs. They're not a cook making the omelet. They're the eggs that got to be broken. And that's how it's positioned from an idea standpoint. That's why they got to be solemn. And I I deal with it on a daily basis, bro. Every day. You probably deal with something similar. But every day for me, clients, friends, everything is is almost every day a decision I face internally about 
how am I going to respond to what this person wants to talk about in relation to my heritage? When I went out with for lunch with this uh, financial expert on valuing companies, mm-hmm. he was Asian and he wanted to talk about the connection between Asians and American Indians. You know, and it was like a business lunch and he's not white and... You know, I know that he doesn't mean anything, and this isn't the setting like the hard luck show where I can like really peel back the cover and say, "Look, motherfucker, right? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I, you know, I don't, I don't agree with anything you're saying, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe that. Mm. It sounds like propaganda. I don't buy mm. it. Right? Mm. It's a like business it. lunch, so I'm not gonna say all that. Right? Right? So instead, I got to think about, okay, well, so what am I going to say, right? Well, maybe, but maybe perhaps, you know, there's some other options, uh, whatever. But every day is like that, and it comes up in a, like a multitude of different ways on a daily basis, and I don't talk about it in my regular life hardly at all. The most that I talk about it actually is on this show. Hmm. With my wife, with the the the, the Guatemalans, from the, all that stuff, I don't. I have to deal with it, like with my wife's friends. My wife's got a friend; she's an herbalist, right? Mm-hmm. And she learned her that hot blonde. Yeah, I want to meet her. She she learned her. Yeah, that hot blonde, mm-hmm. right, with the implants. The one that's supposed to help me, remember? Right. Oh, she can, too. Uh-huh. Touch your feet, figure it right. out. Right, that's what you told me. That's what I said. Right, but I had to sit. She right, Listen, dude, this is true, man. I had to sit and listen to her. First of all, she learned her medicine, right, from somebody named Morning Wolf. Who's another white woman? Willie. Yeah. Morning Wolf? Morning Wolf. A white woman. She just gave herself that name. Right? And she's teaching, you know, herbal medicines, half of which is from Asia. They're not... It's just, it's just plain on the fact that most, like, people aren't going to really think too hard about, like, hey, wait a minute. All oh, this is just mixed up in some you know, new age bullshit. They're not gonna say that. They're not, no one thinks is thinking about that. They just hear morning wolf and herbs, and then, and then this woman is talking to me about how her clan is the dolphin clan. Who's telling you this? This white, this white blonde with implants who grew up in Southern California. Oh my God, Juma! And I gotta sit there. Oh God! And it's not a situation where I can really be like, "What?" All, the best that I can do is go home and tell my wife about it and be like, "Man, I, I had to control myself." You know, I'm like, she's telling me she's like, in "But the, this is also your life. Your wife's a girl, right?" Yeah, so I'm not gonna blow it up right, right. there. Right. Oh, but I mean, it, dude, I'm telling you, it's a constant. It's oh a constant, God, man. Sucks, it's a constant. The ho- I, it's not. It is the whole, like you're saying, it is this whole somber. Are Indians themselves buying into that as well? I mean, there are a couple that. So just like Chicanos, right? There's some Chicanos that are more Chicano than anybody else. Of course. Right? So yeah, we got a couple of those that are like, hey. It's very serious. Right, everything's serious. Yeah. 
And then like, but if you were to like actually talk to like, uh, well, let me just give you a taste. Put on your headphones. I want to give you a little, quick little taste of what some of these Indian comics are like, because it's kind of interesting. Because they, they don't sound anything like you think, and they're exhausted by the bullshit, too. Mm. Right? Let's see if I can get to this. Here. All right, here we go. Okay, this guy is Charlie Hill. That's actually my great cousin. Okay. On yeah, my yeah, mom's I remember, side. I remember you telling us. We are going to have one. So, yes, I am Native American. I'm indigenous. I'm aboriginal. I'm sick and tired of all the political correct crap. You just call me Caucasianly impaired. Is that better? Does that work? And we're Eastern tribes. Iroquois Confederacy is the Oneida, That's Charlie the Hill right there talking. Cayugas, Tuscarora, Mohawk, and Senecas. Here's another one. My Indian name is Wambli Ohitika. I know, it sounds like my dad just looked into a bowl of alphabet soup. You see, he's making fun of his own name. He knows it sounds crazy. You look at him and you're like, that dude's an Indian. But he's making fun of it by saying it looks like my dad looked into alphabet soup. Now, you know. Somebody probably fucking said that shit to him growing up. And it might have even been another Indian that might have said that. Mm. But you see, he doesn't sound anything like what you would think an Indian would sound like. Here's another one. When I was in college, I took a Native American studies class, and I was the only Native American in the class. And I got a C. <laughs> All right, and then, uh, let's see. That's should, pretty funny. This should show this other guy. This other guy's good. Mm, that was. Let's see this one. Yeah, that's right. Jewish father, Navajo son. That makes me a bargain hunter gatherer. <laughs> uh, these guys, right? And they're mixed too. A lot of them are mixed. Jewish father, Navajo mother. That makes me a, a bargain hunter gatherer. This guy's great. Okay. Oh, my great-great-grandmother was the daughter of a Yaqui chief, Standing Deer. My great-great-grandfather was the son of Zapotec leader, Benito Juarez. And because of that mixture of cultures, that intermingling of indigenous bloodlines, I stand here tonight looking like Jackie Chan. <laughs> and the dude does look like Jackie Chan. But my point is, is that a lot of American Indian comedians, they're real irreverent. Like, they're not denying that some shit happened, whatever, but they, they're, they're also very open about the perceptions or the jokes or the inherent whatever, and they're not tripping, and they ain't somber or serious. Gotcha. So I'm just saying it's like real, it's like, a, it's like I can't relate to a lot of people, really. You know, all my relating, half of it's fake. Yeah, that I know. You know what I mean? I'm sure you understand that. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I'll never forget. It was a, one of the crystalline moments of this show for me on the Hard Luck Show when Puck said, oh. you know, before this thing's over, you're going you're gonna to like me. And you're like, oh, I like you already. Yeah. <laughs> That's right when I knew. I got to do a lot of that in life. You got to do a lot of that, don't you? Yeah, man. I'm sorry to say, but there's... Because I feel the same way as you do in many ways. Uh, not from a Native American, you know, how about from a man perspective, bro? Absolutely. 1,000%. A man perspective. How many dudes, right? They want your cosign. They want your cosign. <laughs> There's a lot of dudes that want your cosign. 
or they want to approach you from a man position or whatever it is because they perceive you as being like, okay, this is a real guy. He did what he had to do. He went away. He's still here. He's big. He's tattooed, blah, 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 right? So, and in some situations, you can straighten the dude right out. Just be like, nah, eh, and then there's other ones. <laughs> and then there's other ones where you gotta like let the little kid play with a ball, mm. not take it away from him, smack him in the face. Mm-hmm. How yeah. tiring is that for you, bro? It comes with the territory. It's part of the deal. Yeah, it is. You know, there's a lot of th- there's a lot of pros overall to it. You know, and but you know that there's some cons, but those, those it's worth it. You have to do that though. There's gonna be some shit. You, you know, is there anybody where you can fully let your hair down and say like, oh man, bro, if I have to hear blunt, blunt, blunt one more fucking time. Yeah, you. I do that with you. Right. Can you do that with porks? Depends on the thing. Me, to, me, and me and Paul. Right. Probably me and Esteban talk a lot about that. Right. But me and you, you get it. Yeah. But and I think there's also though, like I get us. You know, you can also like some guys will run with that whole thing and like. I'm gonna bring up something like, 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 uh, for instance, last night there was a couple conversations, and sometimes I hear guys my age, around my age, leading with the same tone into a lot of conversations, and what they're leading with is a lot of like resentment and hmm. anger at them, really at themselves. But it's like it sounds kind of like. Man, these fucking kids these days, man. These fucking mm-hmm. young people these days, you know? Bunch of candy asses, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, uh, we didn't dead that. We didn't that. Like, I hate. I really don't. Like, there's a time and a place for it. And I hear, like, but there's a lot of people that that's just their whole ride on shit now that they're in their late 40s, 50s. That's their whole shit is like somewhere they turned into like a sour ass pirate. And their whole <laughs> get down is about how fucked up it is now with everybody and how it used to be this way, this other way when they were in their glory. Like, whatever the fuck. And I don't really like, like, I don't want to have, I don't like having those conversations. I really don't like being around that type of energy. I think that ages you. I think thinking like that is is probably the first thing that starts happening to somebody who is already becoming irrelevant where they are irrelevant. I think that's how you think. That's how dinosaurs think. Mm. You know, and... Um, Man, I'll tell you... Uh, I, don't like, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's something about getting older that I don't want to be a part of, and I see it, and I stay away from it. That is... Uh, that's kind of what they do with, like, early American history. You know, like that's kind of like what they do. They, they, that's what make America great again is kind of tapping into. It's like, remember when it was better? Remember when it was uh, truer? 
Everything was truer. Mm. Remember when, uh, nah, 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 whatever it is, right? And uh, that's what that is, man. And the the way that I avoid it, the way that I really avoid it, is by not bullshitting myself about the similarities. Like, yes, there are some differences, mm-hmm. right? But like with the screen time, you know, everyone's like, oh, oh screen time, the kids, it's gonna ruin it. And I just remember, they used to say the same shit thing about TV. Absolutely. And then some people's entire job is they're on the computer. And if a screen actually could kill you, this country would have been dead about 100 years ago. on their fucking screens, right? Right? And some people are constantly like trying to hit that thing, like engage with life, right? But Buddhism and those Hindu practices, mm-hmm. they put an entire training in to get present when there wasn't any of that shit. Right. So that it's something about the human that is able to seize on some fucking bullshit, whether it's on a screen or it's in your mind or it's a story or it's a chick with firm tits, whatever the fuck it is that's taking you out of the present moment, that's what all this really is. And that's why I'm like, when people get freaked out, like, and I'm like, you know, you're like, first of all, who are you? What, what, you know, maybe if like, Jimi Hendrix was to sit down and tell you something. I'm not even saying he'd be right, but you'd have more reason to be like, well, it's Jimi Hendrix. I mean, this motherfucker took a guitar all the way to blah, blah, blah. He must know something about something. But most of the people that are, like you said, doing all this stuff, they're not the top of the top of their thing. Like, not the best. You know what I mean? And then and then I saw a quote that you would love, Chumahan, and that's this thing that, like, how people over want to emphasize that, you know, as you're older, you're full of wisdom. <laughs> Just because you're older, all of a sudden you've got wisdom. And it, and then they forget to fail to realize that stupid motherfuckers get old too. That's right. Dumb motherfuckers get old too. And some of those dumb motherfuckers got luck, so they survived. Right, and so they want to talk like uh, it's wisdom. It's not always wisdom. I'm hearing stupid old motherfuckers run their mouth, and it ain't wisdom. Let me tell you. But they got people believing it's wisdom. Yeah, because they got because they're old and they're looking for yeah. I know because people used to tell me all the time, you got to respect your elders, and there's a certain element to that's true. Yes, but not all elders are deserving of respect. No, there's a lot of old enemies. There's a lot of old pieces of garbage. There's a lot of old, like you know Joe Jackson is still around. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like Joe Jackson, you know what I mean. Stepping out. You know what I mean. Like Donald Trump is old. Is he got he wisdom? Old motherfucker. Nope. You know what I mean. He got jokes. Right. He's not got... very funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. listen. Well, listen, Bart. Listen. Listen, man. <laughs> no. Li- so uh, listen, man. It was it was great. We didn't have Sean here. We miss you, Sean. Um, we miss you, Sean. I want to give a shout out to the Soul Assassins, uh, Stefan Oriel, and the whole crew, Lepke. Um, shout out to Supermax Hardware. We are dropping summer a week. Go check that out. www.supermaxhardware.com. Keep your eyes and ears open for a hard to kill. Uh, cookies, vibes, and always listen to the Hard Rock Show, the Hard Luck Show on Monday.
Mondays and Tuesdays. No, Mondays and Thursdays. That's what I got, Shumahan. What you got, partner? I got, uh, listen, this is what I got. What do you got? <laughs> listen. Oh, Enzo's Pizzeria. Shout out to Enzo's Pizzeria. You want a good slice? You want the best that there is to offer when it comes to fucking pizza? Go to Enzo's Pizzeria. And oh. stop fucking around. Oh, real quickly. Yeah. Tacos, LA Original Tacos, but also Emilio Sanchez, one of my good friends, just opened up Tacos as Fuck. Tacos AF in downtown Los Angeles in Jewelry Mart. Check out Tacos AF. Right on. I just had tacos. They're fantastic. Oh, that's, that's fucking... I love it. Listen, we support the supporters, the supporters, 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 supporters. And this is what I'm going to tell you. Start listening to the show. And I don't mean just listening. I mean hear what the fuck is being said. Yeah. Read between the lines. <laughs> Put down that candy bar. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Otherwise, you're going to wind up like Schmitty. Talking about Easter eggs and how much candy has got hidden around in every room. Avanda Bone, LLP, Tomahawks, long hair, braids. Fuck. And let's go. Like we do about this time. Adios.